Hi everyone and welcome to this epi- episode of So What's Up. I am with our audio specialist today, Emma, and we're going to be talking about the importance of audio in your marketing strategy. Hi Emma, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. So Emma is our audio specialist, um, as well as many other things here at So Marketing. Um, she works as well on our copywriting and content creation services. But in the main, um, Emma specialises in all things audio. Would you like to give a bit of background on your knowledge of audio, Emma? Yeah, so I started out as um, a sound engineer. So one of my initial jobs when I was a teenager was to um, create radio commercials and e-learning content for, for customers all over the UK. Um, and that's where it kind of my love of audio started, really. I started doing um, audio production. I then got more experience in doing voiceovers. Um, I then um, had a radio show, so I was a radio presenter for a little while. Um, and yeah, it's kind of grown from there, really. Anything to do with audio, I've tried to you know, have a go at and get some experience in and develop my skills. So I'd like to think now, you know, I've got quite a good grasp on all these different areas of audio and how it can help loads of different businesses, really. So your voice is your greatest asset then? <laughs> I think so. It's weird because my actual voice, like my talking voice now, people are probably thinking, oh, that's not that good. What's special about that? You know, especially with my accent. Um, but it, was, it is a bit of a weird one. And when I was younger, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm from Stoke. I grew up in Leek. And I think, you know, my accent was quite strong. And I think it was quite hard to imagine if I could ever do that type of work, you know, particularly voiceover work that's on television and um, you know, years ago, you could only really get voiceover work if you were Queen's English RP, you know, it's very, yeah. it very different now. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you what, if you see, you know, commercials on telly or you listen to the radio, um, you know, there are all types of different voices out there. And I think um, it is quite interesting to see how you can use your voice. And I think that's something I've learned in the last sort of 10 years or 14 years, whatever, it, however long it is I've been doing it. Um, you can really change your voice depending on what you're trying to sell or what you're talking about. And actually, we all do that in our everyday life. We well, probably just without realizing the telephone it. voice. Exactly. We've <laughs> all got a telephone voice. We like to think we don't, but we all do. Um, but even in conversation, you know, if you're talking to your mates, you talk very differently than if you're talking to your boss or you're talking to a client. Um, and how we use our voice is really, really important with marketing or when we're in meetings with clients, uh, particularly in a business sense. And I think it's quite interesting when you actually take a listen and, and hear how people use their voices and how they articulate themselves in different situations. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I have um, no real background really in audio whatsoever, <laughs> um, apart from doing these podcasts for So Marketing. But um, I can really resonate with that because when I went to university and most of the people that surrounded me were like um, middle class, they'd all gone <laughs> to like boarding school and um, like I was studying English literature. Like, you could definitely, like, me and my friends at first, like all of us Northerners, <laughs> were um, really scared to talk in the seminars because of like how we sounded. And then really interestingly, what we noticed was our accent started changing because mm. of the environment that we were in. And um, yeah, like I'm from Leek as well. You can probably hear like a Northern twang in my accent, but it doesn't necessarily, I don't sound stoky like traditionally, but yeah, it's, it it's really weird. Yeah, no, it is really funny. And I think <laughs> When I started work as well, I was working with voiceovers that were, you know, quite often quite, you know, posh, very, very well spoken. Obviously, their diction was very perfect. Um, and I'd, you know, I'd work all week and I'd get to the end of the week and my mum would be like, oh, you sound different. You don't, you don't sound like you're from a <laughs> week anymore, Emma. What's happened to you? And then I'd be at home all weekend 
you know, be with all my mates that were proper Leek or Stokey and with my parents <laughs> who were <laughs> yeah. born and bred, you know, um, around Leek and the surrounding area. So I'd go back to work on a Monday and my accent would be really strong again. <laughs> so it's really funny <laughs> yeah. how you do, you do reflect that. And actually that is, you know, that's in our nature actually to do that, to, you know, be liked by people and, and fit in in a, in a certain environment. And it's the same when it comes to business as well. You know, you, you act in a certain way in, in front of clients or in front of potential customers to get them to like you and get them to um, resonate with you and, and your situation. Um, and how you use your voice in that way is, is quite important without even realising it, you do it. Yeah, and I think um, when, like, kind of bringing this back to marketing then, like, I guess um, every brand has a voice really, doesn't it? So um, when, you're, uh, when you're providing that audio and, like, kind of using it to increase, like, connectivity with people, how do you approach what sort of voice you should use like what like is it tone is it accent like how much do you play around with it for each client um it depends really what kind of business you're dealing with so what I always say to clients one of my things I always say whether it's writing or with audio is to imagine if your business was a person so maybe a famous person or someone you know or a particular type of person um you know whether that's age or personality um, and that really helps you to understand what kind of tone your business would have in writing and in audio as well. So if your business could actually speak out loud, how would it talk? Would it talk, you know, really chatty and really girly and really fun and wacky and, and really high energy, really, really fast? Or would it be quite smooth and sophisticated and calm and warm and really help you relax when you listen to it? Um, and that really helps you then to understand what kind of voice you need for your business um, and how you can communi communicate to those potential customers. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and I really like how you um how you used your voice then <laughs> to kind of like showcase that. It just mesmerised me a little bit. It is quite funny because I think you know even if you're you know looking at um let's say your voicemail system, you can have the same written content. You know, welcome to say marketing. Thanks for calling today. Or you can have, welcome to So Marketing, thank you for calling today. Or welcome to So Marketing, thank you for calling today. You can have the same content, but yeah. really deliver it in a completely different way. And um, there are no bounds to that. You can deliver any type of content in any type of way, but how you deliver it is really important to get that potential consumer to kind of listen to it and stay engaged throughout. Yeah, and I think, um, so a voicemail one is, um, I guess, an often overlooked one as mm. well. Like, um, for example, before talking to you, like, I'd have thought to myself, like, well, why can't I just do that? But now actually listening to you, it's one of those where, like, I could never ever do anything <laughs> like that because I'd just be like, hi, um, welcome <laughs> to Say Marketing, you're free to Chelsea, um, sorry I couldn't take your call today, <laughs> yeah. leave me a message. Yeah, and I think... I think it's one of those things as well, again, it can be quite underestimated, the complexity of doing voiceover work or any type yeah. of audio work, because, you know, so many people come to me and say, oh, I could be a voiceover, you know, which <laughs> I'm, I'm sure many people can, but I think, again, it's underestimated the, the kind of work that goes into it and, and yeah. what's needed to do it, um, and I think... I always like to say to people, you know, you are an expert in your industry. You know, I, I have no idea how to be a, a lawyer. I don't know how to fix a car. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. to provide insurance. Whatever it might be that your business does, I hold my hands up. I don't know how to do that. But I do know how to sell your business. And yeah. I think that's where we work really well, particularly as a marketing agency as well. We, it, there's an appreciation there for the expertise that everybody can bring to the party. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, like you say, voicemail, things like that. Like if you call a business and they're not available and they're closed or you reach their menu options, that kind of thing, 
Um, it's really important to have a voice that sets the tone perfectly for your business, particularly if you are closed at that point. If they call you out of office hours or you're out of the office and unava- unavailable to take the call, it's really important to make sure that you're, you know, you're speaking to that potential customer in a perfect way that makes sure that they still come back to you when you are open because you've got a very short window of opportunity there to turn them away or s- keep them hooked. Um, and using somebody professional to record that audio for you can be that difference. Yeah, definitely. And I think it really adds a certain like kind of panache to like your customer journey that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And if I was like a marketing manager and I was ringing around or even a business owner and I was ringing around like a load of different agencies on so like, hi, so I've been on your website. It was really good. And I want to like kind of see how you can help me with um, content creation. The one that would stand out to me in the most creative way is the one that has that like cool quirky voiceover instead of just like uh, marketing manager Chelsea like I uh, how can I help? <laughs> exactly yeah it's all about appreciating those different touch points with the potential consumer you know we, we talk a lot about social media we talk a lot about the printed material you might do or your website and I think audio can really be overlooked so so much by so many people um, and voicemail is the, the one initial one that people kind of introduce themselves into audio when they've got a business um, because that is another touch point for your business and if you've got quite an unprofessional voicemail um, that says sorry I'm not around today give me a call later I'll leave a message I'll call you back or something just quite you know even if it's not necessarily that blase even if you try and make it sound a lot more professional if you're not a voiceover it just won't sound the same and it just won't come across the same as if you use a professional for that type of thing and again I think it comes back to that appreciating the expertise you are the expert in whatever business you run we are the expert in making you sound as good as possible at all touch points yeah definitely and I think um, what we've seen as well initially over the last kind of two years is just this rise in appreciation really for audio and I think a lot of that is through podcast Mm, which I am absolutely loving I feel so excited by it I'm really sad because I get so excited by these things but (laughs) one of the reasons I fell in love with audio even before I started work was um I loved radio that was my first love um I used to just really really love the feeling of community um you know I, I used to share a room with my little baby sister when I was younger and I used to have my own little corner of the room she'd go to bed and I'd pop my headphones on and listen to the radio and that evening show I listened to I was part of a club I was sat on my own but I felt like that presenter was talking to me and me only and we were in this little conversation together sharing our evening while I sat there and had my cup of tea or hot chocolate and he was there talking to me only and that connection is just something just don't get with any other form of media it's amazing and you'll notice that I think Terry Rogan used to say you know someone asked him how many listeners do you have Um, and obviously he had millions but he'd always say one I've got one listener and that was always just the most amazing thing and really really special Um, and I think anyone that's working in audio has to remember that because you are you know when you're listening to audio like someone's going to be listening to this now on their headphones one person listening at one time and you're talking to that one person making them feel really special and that's where my love of radio sort of stemmed from really being able to feel part of something bigger even when you're on your own and that's where I think really especially in the last year this rise of podcasts has come in because um, this is just radio just on demand and you feel like you're part of a really really exclusive club especially with podcasts because they're quite specific genres they're very um, particular to what you're interested in um, whether that's your work or your hobbies or particular music that you like listening to um, you really feel like you're part of this community even if you're sat on your own you might not have seen anybody all week you might be working at home living at home 
not going out much at all, but just listening to that podcast and having that connection with that presenter, and you know that lots of other people are also doing the same as you, there's just a feeling among that that you just you just can't get from anything else, and I just really, really love that. Yeah, no, I guess um, it's one of those really, isn't it? Like, um, I guess you've touched on it already with like the loads of different genres that you can have and like how you can use it for different things. So, for example, podcast-wise, like I really like... Um, Helen and Sarah's amazing if and like if I ever have like a career problem or like a bit of a like oh what should I do in this situation like I scroll through like their 200 odd podcasts and it's like oh um how to live your values in your career and it's like I have that and it feels like I'm literally like on the call with mm. them and they're like talking to me and everything resonates and like they give you actions like um it's basically like free career coaching mm. and then with like um the Peloton app and things like whenever I go like on a run outside or do anything that's just audio related it's still such an immersive experience like I think I um I was talking to some friends the other day about it and um basically saying how like when you're on there it literally feels like um you've got like a personal trainer in your ear but it's also like a life coach and a therapist like you come back off those like runs feeling so exhilarated because of how you feel like you've connected with that person and then they carry it through onto social media mm. and um, it's just that immersive experience that you wouldn't necessarily get from like I guess not having them in the ear like in your in your ear like kind of like egging you on and like really pushing you forward to reach your goals mm. and it's really empowering as well and I think that's what you really need but especially right now you know, so many of us are quite isolated. We're all feeling quite lonely, whether we want to admit that or not. We're not getting the same social interaction or community feel that we're so used to. And as human beings, we really, really crave on any level. Uh, we've not had that in the last 12 months. So having that connection um, with a community and like-minded individuals just like you is so important. You know, I listen to podcasts. I listen to quite a lot of comedy podcasts. Um, and I listen, I've got a little uh, toddler, so I listen to a few parenting podcasts and things like that. Something like that, let's say parenting, for instance. Um, you know, especially with parents that have got children that have been homeschooled in the last few months. Um, they feel very lonely, very on their own. Um, and having that connection with and just feeling like you're not on your own. We're all in this together in some way or, or another. Um, and everyone is experiencing it, you know, in a similar way to you, and we're all having to go through this together. That connection is just so incredible, and it can't be underestimated the power that's got, um, and the power that these podcasts have to connect with people and really help them um, mentally, definitely. Um, and I think that's why I love audio because you can't, even though the written word can be really, really powerful, and you can take people on a journey, audio just takes you on a whole extra level. It's a completely new dimension. Um, and you feel like, in a way, you've had a conversation, even though you listen to a podcast, it might be an hour long, you've not said anything, you feel like you've had a personal conversation with that presenter or with that um, with those people on that podcast. Um, and that just, even just that in itself, just can give you a lift and a boost. Um, and I, th I, I attribute that, you know, that's where this, you know, lockdown and everything, that's why the rise of podcasts has kind of come about even more so. Yeah, and I think um, with that as well, like, You'd think really that video would have taken a lot more precedence, but I think what we're starting to see is with the production costs sometimes of video and um, if you've got a business and you want to make it look credible, you don't really want to do um, kind of like low cost production, like it doesn't look great video because it can, it can in some ways cheapen your brand and sometimes it can make you look more authentic. I guess it depends on how it's done. 
but audio is one of those where like it's actually if you do want to start your own podcast or something there are cost effective ways and means of doing so mm. and the barrier to entry for a lot of companies is a lot lower than you think yeah definitely i think it's a bit of, of kind of a little bit of a uh, swings and roundabouts really because um, whilst yes you don't have to invest massively like you do with video you do still need quality equipment you know yeah. it's not just a case of recording this on your phone you do want to make sure you've got um, a good mic set up and good software to edit with um, you know that's really really important because that does help and that will certainly help the listener as well to enjoy that journey a lot more but relatively like you say compared to something like video if you're going to do episodes or, or a series of videos um the cost is a heck of a lot lower yeah um and i think you know if you're if it's a well thought out podcast it's a well thought out subject matter and conversation that you're going to have then you know there there are no limits to what you can achieve with it and it's really really interesting and you'll be surprised as well at what people are willing to listen to and what people find interesting, what people want to engage with. Um, you might think that, you know, what you've got to say might not be that interesting because you work with it every day. Like I work with audio all day, every day. And I don't, I mean, I obviously I love it and I'm dead passionate, passionate about it, but I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> but when I say to people, oh, I'm, I'm a voiceover, they go, oh, that's so cool. You know, what do you do every day? How, what's your working day like? How do you get into that? And it's, it's, there's quite a lot of intrigue in that. And yeah. I think that's the same with every industry. You know, I'm always really interested in, you know, what the what the day-to-day -day job looks like for somebody else in an industry completely different to me. Um, so I think if you're running a business and you think, you know, maybe, maybe I am going to start a podcast, then I think you will actually be pleasantly surprised at what people are really want to know about you and how the inner workings of your industry work. Um, so I think that's where, you know, a podcast can really low wide open in terms of how you can communicate with your potential consumers yeah i think so as well and i think as well because it is kind of like on demand and like it's an opt-in medium whoever actually comes on and listens to your podcast is super engaged with you already like they're almost like they're almost wanting to be kind of not sold to but like they're wanting to be entertained by you mm. and it's a really good opportunity for you to like really nurture that relationship with them in quite an intimate way yeah definitely and you can really um grow that relationship like you say they've they've already come to you the hardest part's over um this now is about taking care of them bringing them in looking after them making sure that they stay with you and keeping that engagement going so that then they convert into a, a customer or they, they they recommend you um because again it's you know a lot of this sort of stuff is is word of mouth people might listen to this podcast and think oh i'm going to recommend that to my peers or my friend or my family um and that's where it kind of grows from there um, and I love the idea that, you know, these people are, they feel connected with us, even though we can't see whoever's listening to this podcast right now, we can't see them, we might not know their names, we might not know that they even listen to this, but yeah. we've got a connection, like you right now listening to this, we've got a connection with you, and I love that feeling that we're in this little club together, um, and we've all been part of something really special. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's just one of those things really, isn't it, where like, um, there's not really many boundaries, I guess, with audio. You can make people feel a lot closer to you. Yes, and this is where I get so excited <laughs> when it comes to audio because uh, when I used to work in radio, you know, we, we could get quite creative in terms of the audio we could create. Um, and this is where I always say there are no boundaries to audio. So whereas with, like, like you say, if you're going to make a video, you are quite limited with your budget as to what you can show on screen. So you yeah. might not be able to show somebody climbing to the top of the mountain however right now we could put some sound effects in this podcast to make you think we're sat at the top of a mountain 
and that would then help the theatre of your mind think that we're sat at the top of a mountain. Yeah. Or we could put an effect on our voice to make it sound like we're in space. And that would then help the theatre of your mind make us think like we're in space. And I love that idea. There are no boundaries to it. Because people can't see what we're doing, we can make them see something in their mind's eye, you know, whatever we want. Um, and I remember when, you know, I remember a few sound effects I had to make when I was in radio where um, somebody, I can't remember what the, com- what the company was called, but they, they wanted a knight in shining armour reading their commercial. Okay. So I got um, a chap reading it, and I strung up um, a load of kitchen pans from the studio on a load of string and walked up and down the corridor and recorded it. So the pans clanged together, and that sounded like his armour as he was uh, walking okay. along telling me. Clever. So, yeah, so it was quite funny. And then um, I did a Christmas commercial where Santa popped out of a chimney, and I blew up a rubber glove. And, and kind of pulled it out of a cup to make it like pop out of a cup. Uh, and <laughs> okay. that was Santa popping out of a chimney. And then uh, another client had, um, they wanted the sound of somebody just kind of chilling out with a cup of tea. So I actually took a kettle and, and cup into the studio and made a cup of tea while I was reading the advert. Um, and these sort of things, they're, you know, again, like with the, with the knight in shining armor, that was nothing like a knight in shining armor. But when you listen to the commercial, you thought that's what it was, and you could really see that night in your mind yeah. as to what he looked like and how he, how he was dressed and that kind of thing, and that's where there are no boundaries. So if you really want to get creative with your, your podcast, you can make people sound like you're on a beach. We could add some lapping waves in there now, which would sound lovely <laughs> on a cold morning, a cold winter's morning. Um, so there are no boundaries. You can really get creative, and I think once you understand that and you see that actually there are no limits to what we can do with audio, and where we can take people. Because we talk about the theatre of the mind a lot in audio. Um, and like I say, that's where there are no limits. We can really, similar to when, you know, you read a novel and you can imagine um, that character and, and their situation. Audio is very similar as well. We can really guide people in how they can perceive um, the audio they're hearing and what that looks like visually. Um, so we can, yeah, we can have a good lot of fun, I think, with audio um, and take people wherever you want. Yeah, I think um, you've kind of hit the nail on the head that with that really. So like, um, I'm just thinking in my head like the, the various different audio books that I've listened <laughs> to over the past yes. few years. So like Stephen Fry with the Harry Potter ones are mm. some of my all time favorites. Then I remember reading this like self help book one by like um, some guy who um, he'd wrote the book and he'd also done the same his own voiceover. And his book is actually very interesting. I've read the book. But when I was listening to the audio version of it, it was so dry because of his voice mm. that it turned me off it immediately. And also he was so northern that it was like <laughs> almost a bit painful to listen oh to. Oh no, like don't complain about northern accents. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I, think, oh, I think it was Scottish. Oh but no. I mean, <laughs> just opening myself up there to like a lot of, a lot of shit thrown back at me. But uh, yeah, I basically couldn't understand it. He was very monotone. Like mm. it just wasn't engaging. And also as well, like, I know this is different because it's a YouTube video but you know like when you go on there because you want to learn how to do something like yep. technical like yeah. um, how do I add sound effects to a podcast yeah, exactly <laughs> and then you've got someone on the on there like on the video where it's like so open up Adobe mm. audition and then click this and 
it's so difficult. Like I remember when I was working in recruitment because a lot of that's phone based and you had to try and like build rapport with people over the phone. And um, I was like, <laughs> I think I was like 21, just incredibly nervous trying to talk to these people from like multinational companies. And you could literally hear me shaking <laughs> trying to talk yeah. to them yeah. <laughs> over the phone. And um, then like my manager had to like pull me aside and give me a bit of like a pep talk and like a bit of coaching on like the importance of like using your voice in like an engaging way and it was just something that I'd never considered yeah and I think you know if you if you like to watch things like the x factor or something where they have voice coaches on there they train them how to use their voice for singing so and if you're an actor you'll have coaching on how to project your voice in theater and this sort of thing um but it go it doesn't just have to be a massive profession like that it can be everyday life so if you're you know, I read bedtime stories to my three-year-old every night and I always treat it like work, like I try and put in a good performance, <laughs> you know, I don't think she appreciates what she gets because my characters are brilliant. Um, so I really try, you know, and I think even just things like that, if you if you are reading a bedtime story to your child, you don't read it in a boring way, you don't read it like you're just reading a letter from your mortgage provider, you know, you really <laughs> read it in an exciting way to keep them engaged because I want her to love reading and love the written yeah. word as much as I do and and even just things like that or if you're doing a best man speech at your best mate's wedding you're not just gonna sit there with the paper in front of your face and read it you want people to laugh you want people to engage in the speech and really yeah. enjoy it and, and remember it so there are things in everyday life where we can use our voice and use audio in an amazing way to have a massive effect on people um, and I think again that can be really underestimated and once you understand the importance of really good diction so making sure people can really understand your voice as, as well as possible understanding light and shade so making the inflections at the end of your sentences go up sometimes but then so sometimes go down depending on what you're saying and how important that is all these little things they may seem like very small sort of components to speech or to audio but actually when they're all put together they really do help you use your voice and use your audio in such an amazing way you'll be you'll be so surprised if you read a piece of let's say you've written yourself um a voicemail for your for your phone system if you just read it out loud um as you would just as a bit of a practice let's say and then you kind of maybe mark it up as to words you want to focus on words you want to maybe go up at the end of that inflection or down or you even uh, one of the things i always say to people as well is smile when you're when you're reading yeah. something because you can hear it in people's voices you know even though no one can see us right now if I read this like this, you know I'm not smiling. If I read it like this, you know I'm smiling. Like yes. You can really hear it in that voice. You can hear that their cheeks are taut and they're, they're using their, their teeth and their lips and their tongue properly. Um, so even when you're, um, you know, whether you're giving a presentation at work or, you know, you're presenting to a client, just understanding these little elements that can really make a difference really help to use the power of audio in an, a new way that you've probably not even considered before. Yeah, I think um, coming back to you touching on like the power of voice coaches and how they'd like use them to like help with singing. Do you have any rituals that you use to kind of like get you into um, the mindset or like prepare your voice and like I get well, maybe not even voice. I guess it's more of like a physical lived experience, isn't it? When you're delivering this service. Yeah, I think one of the things I always do, I mean, I, I try and look after my voice as much as possible. <laughs> I try and <laughs> avoid, you know, getting a sore throat or getting, because if I get a cold, you know, if you have a, a blocked up nose or something, then your voice sounds completely different. Yeah. Um, so I think 
what I've always done to kind of coach my voice as much as possible is copy people. Like I've never actually had any training as let's say professional training as such yeah um I've always just copied people so like I say I started work at 16 and I used to look at these voiceovers and think wow they're so cool I want to do that job so when they when they um performed I would sort of sit muted on the mic copying them and I'm one of those really annoying people that if you watch tv with me and the adverts come on I'll copy them to see if I can do it as good <laughs> okay. as or hopefully better than the one they do it so I'm one of those really annoying people but I would say to someone you know if you do want to try and coach your voice and improve the style of language or improve the style of um or tone that you've got just listen to those commercials on the tv listen to rate or listen to a podcast and the kind of voice that you like and just copy them just try and copy their style really take in how they're using their voice what are they focusing on where are they pushing their kind of focus on different words or different areas um you can really once you start looking into it you can really notice a big difference (laughs) i think so um, do you do different accents and things? Is that how you play around with it? Or is it more different tones and um, like kind of evoking different emotions that you play around with? Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. I think every voiceover kind of has their own um, speciality, I suppose. Some voiceovers I know are absolutely wonderful at impressions. That's not something I can do, <laughs> um, but they're fantastic. And some can really, you know, nail accents brilliantly. Um, whereas a lot of my kind of voiceover work especially comes from different styles. So... I started out when I was quite young, so um, I maybe was was 20, let's say. So I did a lot of teenager kind of voiceovers. So I did a lot of um, content for colleges, universities, schools, sixth form open days, that kind of thing. Yeah. And as I've got on 30 now, so I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> doing, you sort of notice, like, I'm not doing as many of the teenager things as I used to do. I'm doing more of the mum stuff now. <laughs> so it's kind of creeped up a little bit on me. And I've started to notice a little bit. It has changed. But my voice, I've got quite a natural deep voice for, yeah. a, for a woman so um a lot of the stuff I do is kind of quite husky stuff I do a lot of um DJ reads so if um I do a lot of these in Europe so if your DJ does a live set for instance they have kind of what we call DJ drops um, where their DJ name is mentioned um and it'll say DJ Chelsea in the house that kind of <laughs> stuff okay. um so those kind of DJ drops because I've got quite a natural deep voice yeah um and I think that's where um everyone can kind of learn to focus on what they're good at and not try and do something that you're not like I know I've not got a really cute girly voice I've got quite a husky deep voice for a woman so that's where I try and play to my strengths and I think if you I always say to people if you want to do your own podcast or you want to do your own voicemail that fair enough I would I would I recommend you use a professional for it because I think that's the best way to get your um business to promote to your potential consumers in the best way possible if you are going to do your own really play to your strengths as much as possible because it's all about being authentic um, and people will know if you're not being yourself in your voice for sure yeah definitely I think um, I really resonate with that because obviously like I'm not a voiceover (laughs) person whatsoever and um, it it actually took me quite a lot of confidence really to even start doing this podcast because um, I hate being on I hate being on film I hate having (laughs) my picture taken and um, but actually like when you talk about playing to your strengths and um, the reason I mentioned this is because of obviously like authenticity and if you do own a business like it is better if you can do your own podcast and be the face of your business like the reason that I enjoy doing this is because I love asking people Mm. questions 
Like, I love finding <laughs> out about things. Yeah, <laughs> just nosy, just super curious. Like, I just want to know why, like you were saying earlier before we started recording, like your daughter's in her why face at the moment. <laughs> I've never grown out of that. Yeah. Like, and I get, why. So, yeah, <laughs> I get so excited when, like, I get to spend time with people and ask them about their expertise and, like, just chat about things and then use, like, little anecdotes about, like, um, Peloton and, like, things like that and, like, mm. the different podcasts that I listen to. So it really sticks in my mind. I think one of the things yeah. that I love, though, about that, like you say, you, you might not be the most amazing, I'm, I'm not saying you're not, but you, you might not be the most amazing voice, you might not sound the best, but one thing I always sort of love when it comes to the written word and audio is we talk a lot about authenticity. We want people to believe in what you're saying yeah. and believe in your personality and who you are. And the thing that comes across with you is, you know, you're really passionate about it and we believe that. And I think yeah. that's what you know, we try and get people to do when they're doing podcasts is, you know, be authentically you. Because, you know, if you, whatever business you run, you'll run it for a reason. You must be really passionate about it. You must really truly believe in what you're doing, believe in the product you're selling or believe in the service that you provide. And if you can really get that passion across, that's what people love. Like I get, as you can tell now, I'm bouncing around on my chair talking about this. I can't <laughs> yeah. sit still about it because I get so excited. And I think that really comes across with audio as well. It's one of those things you can really tell when someone's truly passionate about what they're talking about. And I think that's re- that's something that you can, you can do whether you're doing a podcast or a voicemail or a commercial, uh, whatever it might be. You can really get that passion across. If you truly believe in it and you're really passionate about what you provide, then go for it because people will buy into that and will sort of fall in line with your beliefs as well. Yeah, and I think that's like with our podcast strategy, um, like, yes, I host it every week and I get people on here, but ultimately, I don't know everything about marketing. Like, I don't even, like, I'm happy to admit that, but the team that we have at So Marketing and, like, some of our clients, some of the people that we work with, between all of us, there's not much that we don't actually know. So giving people the chance to shine and talk about things that really interest them and eat, like some people will resonate way more with like Emma than they will with like Jim and his like print design Mm. thing. Other people will be so much more interested in that than they will be in like audio or things like that. It's just this podcast is if you have any marketing questions, it's to help you with that. And I think if you can incorporate something like that into your business, um, even if it's like something as um, something as dry, I guess, as like industrial paint manufacturing, something like that. There's people out there interested in it. Yeah, and I think, like you say, people will sort of connect with different people as well. So whatever business you run, you'll have, you know, you might have five employees, you might have fifty employees, but every one of those employees has got a story to tell yeah. as to how they came to work for your business, why they came to your business and why they enjoy doing what they do, the challenges that they find in the business as well and where they where they can see it going. You know, everyone's got such an interesting story in their life to tell that you can bring them into your podcast as well. So why do you work for us? You know, what, what do you love about the job? You know, what interesting things have you learned along the way? All these different things can really help people to resonate with your brand. So you're not just a brand, a a company name and a logo. You are people behind it. And I think that's where people can really connect as well. And that's what kind of goes back to what we said earlier, really, this connection and this community that people want. People buy from people, you know, they really like and they can connect with and understand and feel like they're on the same wavelength with. So the more you can give your people of your business a voice, um, the more people will kind of resonate with that and enjoy that connection beyond just 
the business card and the logo. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, thank you very much for that, Emma. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> and you've taught me a lot as well about the theatre of the mind and um, using my voice in <laughs> um, different ways. I'm not going to try to do anything. Yeah, next time we speak <laughs> on the phone, I'm going to be uh, yeah, I'm going to be listening now to the inflections and the light and the shade. <laughs> That's to give me a grade like um, <laughs> you, you're kind of at a B plus there, Chelsea. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, one thing we do have at So Marketing is an always on podcast studio that as soon as COVID is um, out of the way and it's buggered off um, mm-hmm. we're going to ask our clients to come in and do more of these with us um, you can actually rent out the podcast studio if you're a local business as well and um, come and come down record your own podcasts um, I'll be here pretty much all the time to um, talk you through it help you through anything as well if you do want any kind of voice coaching or have any questions we'll get Emma down to um, kind of help you as well with that so um, yeah, if you're interested in um, playing around with audio, if you want um, if you want a professional voiceover for your um, voicemail, or if you want to start your own podcast as well, just get in touch with us at hello at somarketing.com.